Greetings, friends and family. It is the weekend of Sunday, March the 13th. It is the second Sunday of Lent. It's also daylight savings time, so don't forget to spring forward if you are listening to this on Saturday. We continue looking at a desert, a mountain, a well, a pool, a tomb, and a place of execution. These are settings for six different gospel stories that we're going to hear on the Sundays of Lent. And they give us an itinerary, a journey, a map, so to speak, as we look inward as we go through this season of Lent. Today we're going to look at the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17, verses 1 through 9, a mountain. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. And suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. And if you wish, I'll make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud, a voice said, this is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. And they were coming down, as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Change, whether we see it as good or bad, wanted or unwanted, rarely is. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) You see, at some level, we are all dealing with change. You and I know what that's like. We've all woken up to change in our lives, in in our nation, and certainly over the last two weeks within our world. We've all gotten up in the morning wondering what just happened and what do I do now? Sometimes it was change we wanted and other times it was change we never wished for or wanted. Sometimes we experienced the change as positive, as good. Other times the change was painful and it was a loss of something that we valued or we wanted. Whether we see it as good or bad, Desired or unwanted, change always comes with consequences and with challenges and with questions. I would guess that every one of us could tell stories about the changes that you have experienced. The changes that are happening in your life right now. Or the changes that you hope for or, or that you fear happening. How, how do we live in the midst of change? What handholds are there when it seems the world around us as well as within us is constantly changing? I wonder if the disciples in our story today from Matthew 17, 1 through 9, I wonder if 
the disciples might be asking the same kind of questions. If, if they too are feeling the wind of change blowing through their lives. And, and here's why I say that. Immediately before Jesus takes Peter, John, and James up the mountain, he tells them and the others that he must suffer, die, and be resurrected on the third day. He will tell them this again after they come down from the mountain. And what happened on that mountaintop took place between Jesus's two statements of impending change. Maybe that event, it's what we call in the scripture, the transfiguration was about preparing and helping the disciples live through the change that was coming. Maybe the transfiguration has something to teach and show us about how to live in the midst of change. And maybe that's the transfiguration is the gospel we hear on this second Sunday of the season of Lent, a season that forces or certainly focuses on change. Change, whether on the mountaintop of life or in the valley of the shadow of death, is a reality for all of us. Listen to him. One of the things that I am aware of that I am aware of the midst of change is how many voices began to speak. Some are outside of me. Some are from within me. There are voice of commentators chattering about what is happening and what should be done. Voices of judgment, voices of second guessing, voices of fear. There are voices of self-doubt, self-criticism, the voices of all the would-haves, should-haves, and could-haves. Some voices tell us to run and, and hide. Others tell us to fight and resist. Some voices ask questions and want explanations. Other voices deny what is happening, blame something, anybody else for it, or declare it to be the end of the world. So, so many voices cry for our attention. And not every voice, however, is helpful or worth listening to. Some voices may sound sweet, but they are not good for us. And the story of the transfiguration says there is only one voice to listen to. It is the voice of God. And he speaks from the bright cloud overshadowing Peter, James, and John. This is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. What if in the midst of change, we, we sought, we we. We desired to hear and listen to that one voice, to the voice of Jesus. What if we kept our ears open to what he is saying in our life and in our world today? To let ourselves become aware of and attentive to what he is saying and doing. To let his concerns and desires become our concerns and desires, to let his way of engaging life and the world become our way of engaging life and the world. It would mean that whatever change comes on us, it does not have the final word. There is another voice. Jesus is always speaking a word larger and more powerful than all the other voices. And in the midst of change, Jesus speaks a word of life, a word of hope, a word of forgiveness, a word of mercy, a word of beauty, a word of generosity, a word of courage, a word of love, a word of healing. Jesus speaks a word to and for you and me. 
And so the question then is, is, am I listening to that word? Am I listening to his voice? Get up. I, I would guess we've all faced change that's caused us to stumble, fall, paralyzed us, left us overwhelmed. Again, this is not about whether the change is perceived as good or bad. It's about regaining our balance and getting back our feet back underneath us. It's about stepping into new life when we aren't sure what that looks like or if there really is a new life awaiting us. The three disciples, Matthew tells us, fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. And Jesus touches them and says, get up. But it's more than just get up. A more literal translation would be something like, be raised up, be aroused from the sleep of death, or maybe even be resurrected. The word Matthew uses here for get up is the same verb he uses when Jesus heals the paralytic, telling him, stand up. When Jesus takes the hand of the dead daughter of the synagogue leader and the girl got up, Jesus instructs the twelve, raise the dead, Matthew 10, 8. When Jesus foretells his own resurrection in Matthew 16 and 17 and 20 and 26, it's the same word. The angel tells the woman who comes to Jesus's tomb, he is not here for he has been raised up. And, and as, as he said, Matthew 28, it's all the same word, this get up. Jesus comes to us, to you and to me, whatever circumstances of change that we find ourselves in, and he touches us and he says to us, get up, be raised. It's the promise that though life has changed, it has not ended, that somehow new life is hidden in the midst of change, even when we cannot see it or we do not believe it. You see, God uses the changing circumstances of our lives and the world around us to bring us into new life. Now, I'm not suggesting that God directly causes change to come on us, but I am suggesting that God never waste a chance to draw new life into being. Do not be afraid. Now, most of us, I suspect, live with some level of fear. It's easy to do. Change often brings about fear. It's the fear of losing what we love, what we value, what we desire. Sometimes it's the fear that comes with getting what we want. In the midst of change, in the midst of all the worry, in the midst of all the uncertainty, Jesus says to you and I, do not be afraid. He speaks to the heart of our condition, the human condition. They are the words that we need to hear when we are raised up and back on our feet. His words do not magically eliminate our fear. Instead, they are, they are the call to, to take that first step into a new and a changed life despite our fear. They are the assurance that once again, that, that change does not have the final word. Jesus Christ does. We are not called to be fearless, but to be courageous in the midst of change and fear. Now, I don't know what changes that you are dealing with specifically. Maybe it's in your marriage or with your children. Maybe it's in the death of a loved one. 
maybe it's a, a change in your health and, and your age and your physical and mental well-being, not, not being able to do the things, that great phrase that I used to could. Maybe it's a change in your work and in your job or your income. Maybe it's a dream or plans that, that didn't work out. Maybe it's a change in the global landscape that is, that is affecting us in the amount of sleep that we get, in the amount of television that we watch, in the amount of self-medication that we do over worry. Maybe life is going exactly like you want. Maybe you're on the road to recovery and to well-being. Maybe everything has fallen in place and for the first time you feel alive. The message is the same. The message is we have to listen to him, to Jesus, to be raised up by him and to not be afraid. What if those words are holy wisdom for the times of change? What if they are the means by which we step into our own transfiguration? You see, maybe it wasn't Jesus who changed on the mountaintop. Maybe it was Peter, James, and John. Maybe their eyes were opened and their seeing changed so that everywhere they looked, they saw Jesus himself alone. Maybe they saw Jesus for the first time as he had always been. If that's true, then it means that every change, whether it's good or bad, wanted or unwanted, joyful or sorrowful, is is lightened and illumined with the divine light and filled with God's presence. Friends, listen to him. Be raised up and do not be afraid. Amen and God bless.